0: the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Twitter. You already know we're full of great ideas and our hosts have plenty to say. We want to hear from you too. Be sure to follow us at VA Empowerment and come back every day to see what's next.
1: Good evening and welcome to Things Worth Considering. We are a weekly talk show that presents ideas for you to ponder, and ideas probably for you to disagree with, and hopefully there'll be things worth considering. I'm your host, Cord Rodell, and I'm here with my friend and co-host, a very knowledgeable doctor of naturopathic medicine, Dr. Alexia Georgiusis. Again, another week goes by and I never see you in the flesh. <laughs> I <laughs> You're know, You're becoming Gord. just this spirit somewhere out there.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> these are. We've all become two-dimensional beings living on Zoom. <laughs> I know. Uh, it'll, it'll make for an interesting biography. Yes. Um, we are live. If you would like to join our conversation, please call us. It is toll-free from anywhere in North America at 1-888-346-9141. And I will announce that again later in the show. Uh, I'd like to introduce you to this evening's guest. She is Karen Stevenson. She's an expert in wild food. She's a wild food educator. Uh, She's also an expert in it. Uh, Recipe developer, a chartered herbalist. She is an author. Uh, Professional writer, researcher, acute canine herbalism specialist, and a certified master naturalist. Uh, Karen's a member of some 12 associations from the North American Native Plant Society through to Food Secure Canada. I'm not going to list all the rest. Uh, Although her passion is Teaching others about wild food, she just simply loves being outdoors. Uh, That's a real must for her, and I agree. Karen's passion uh, is not only to teach what specific plants, mushrooms, trees, etc. are edible, but how to use them and why to use them. Most edible plants uh, have by far more nutrients than store-bought produce, and with very poor soil conditions and many large-scale agricultural practices, eating weeds has become almost an essential nutrient-dense food source to nourish our bodies Karen, welcome
2: Hi, thank you for having me here Oh,
1: we're thrilled We're thrilled um, the, um, Let's see I, I really like one of your I've got it here as your wise words uh, is at the very least gain some knowledge on, edi- on wild edibles even if you do not want to eat them because one day they may actually be a food source that we're going to need That's scary yeah. That's scary. I don't want to jump in at that point, but uh, <laughs> I'll mention your books a little bit later on. Uh, but how did you get into wild, wild thing? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I've always going way back many, many decades. <laughs> I always had some dandelions. I knew they're wild. They're they're good for you. Um, it rather intrigued me and... As a writer one day, I was thinking about that story that's supposed to be different uh, because back in the day when you actually had to write a query letter to a potential editor, uh, you had to come up with an idea that's new and different, something that's going to grab their attention. And so long story short, um, I was looking at a few other plants and it really began to I mean it just put my 30 watt bulb into a 60 watt bulb let's say going oh my <laughs> gosh this is all food and and I kind of got you know head over heels and well if that's edible what about this one what about this one and I started learning plant identification I learned botany and um and I just started feeling amazing when I started incorporating all this food into my diet really my family thought my family thought I was a little bit too wild. pardon the pun. Uh, (laughs) They're like, this is, you know, this is a little crazy. Um, But at least they were receptive. And yeah, so over the years, I, I just started incorporating a little bit more. And back in 2009, I was reading some news articles that basically scared the pants off me in terms of food security in the future and food costs and i thought you know and people don't need to panic they don't need to worry about this because free food is literally right underneath your foot when you walk through a park so along with my husband (laughs) yeah well exactly yeah Yeah. (laughs) so we between myself and my husband my husband's a, a tech guru and uh, we developed a website. Uh, we, we worked fervently
3: on it. And uh, through the, the years, mm-hmm.
1: it's Oh, thank you. I'm going to refer people thank to you. it.
3: Thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. a really good, really great website. Uh, Thank you.
2: Um, I can take uh, I take credit for the photography, the the research, the writing, uh, (laughs) but the actual behind the scenes that takes a lot of work to please Uh, the search engines. Uh, That's my husband, Martin. And um, yeah, so we spent 2010 putting um, the website together and launched
3: it in the summer of 2011. So 10 years ago. Wow, that's fantastic. So, Karen, did you end up then sort of deciding that this was something that you felt not only resonated for your own health, but also it sounds like there was a real passion to inform people and to let them know that they can do this? Absolutely, because I'm also a social worker. <laughs> okay. I have a lot of hats. <laughs> okay.
2: So the social worker came out, and, and of course, I'm fully aware of how, I mean, even back in 2009, how a lot of people are paycheck, or were paycheck to paycheck, eat, that's even more nowadays than it was uh, back then. And, and it's always the food bill that gets chopped is I got to pay the rent or the mortgage or the hydro. And all of a sudden, what you may have had 150 for groceries for a week is dwindled down to for many people to $75. And, and that really hurts me because that's not how life should be. And so that's where passion really kicked in. And so I've been trying to empower people to not worry. Don't freak out because there's, there's lots of food out there. You just have to know what it is. And once you learn that, you're simply going to go wild.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and we need to go wild. We need to be, you know, Embracing and and really emerging ourselves and integrating into nature as we know, and you know, for you with the the I know you do walks and and basically uh, when the pre pandemic in terms of gatherings to actually show people because it's I think it's really really important that people can recognize what's out there right Mm -hmm. instead of going oh wait a minute i'm not sure what that is we will try it anyways There, there's
2: a lot of I'll, I'll say greens out there that I, and i would say the vast majority are pretty safe to eat um but it, it's but it's not a you know the you can't go out there and show people saying okay well the dandelion is edible uh creeping charlie is edible because we're all different we all have different blood types therefore how our body receives that food is going to be different from uh, one another um some people can eat let's say uh, a lot of red clovers and they have absolutely no reaction to it whatsoever but there are some people that have uh gi issues and so when they eat even maybe let's say a handful of red clover flowers they get gas and i'm not talking about just the gas that you can just quietly expel i'm talking about the like There is no, this is the gas that builds and causes pain. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like there's a lot of plants out there that come with cautions. You could
1: say, yeah, but you still have to I think you still have to have like a mentor, you know, like I I couldn't see people just picking up a book and being able to actually be efficient at doing this. You know,
2: exactly. It's a lot easier when you're taught one on one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's I think, what, what Alex- Alexia, you were trying to get at, yes? the Sort of the mentor idea?
3: Yeah, that aspect, because I think, you know, it kind of, it's it's interesting to me, Karen, that your background also is in social work, but it's it's the, the and seeing and witnessing that there is this huge need and a huge deficit that, like many, that's been being revealed during the pandemic, that we have not, created a system that helps us to actually relate to nature and be more sustainable in ourselves instead of being dependent on the food comes from the grocery store you know and 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 again that separation where we're separate from nature not part of nature so the sensitivity with your social work also i would imagine is is something again to empower people which when there's a population gap around or not population but a a gap with income and you know people that are more affluent where people that are not and we can see the health crisis that happens in those uh, populations right oh, absolutely, absolutely.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah yeah it really yeah. is a socioeconomic tragedy really you know uh, it
2: is and i and What kind of upsets me, too, is what I like is as far as regular food goes, there definitely is a push now to support local. I love that. I think it's fantastic. Um, And uh, and I think that has to be stressed to to people as much as possible, because um, Alexia, have you ever heard of that 100 mile diet?
3: Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. And why don't you talk about that? Yeah. Okay. A hundred
1: mile diet? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. I understand it. Yes. Sorry. I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking of being in the air. Yes.
2: Yeah. mile high club.
1: This was a hundred well, you know. mile high club, and I'm like, this is interesting.
2: Yeah. And I was, this, this had to have been developed. This had to have been developed decades ago, because I mean, we've been on kilometers for how long now? <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> right. But, yeah. No. <laughs> um,
2: but but basically, that hundred mile diet is we should be consuming foods that have been grown within a one hundred mile radius. Mm-hmm. Of the location in which we reside. And the reason is because every geographical area has different pathogens. And so our body has and is fighting off certain pathogens, and so are the plants within that same geographical region. So, therefore, those plants are by far more beneficial to us uh, from a health perspective than from a thousand. <laughs> you know, miles exactly. away or 2,000 now, if we miles bring away. this
1: even closer into a Zoom experience, we have to Zoom to a commercial. We'll be back in two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and
0: modern research combine to create a non judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritual. Spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Yonge Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC self transformational arts bringing body mind and spirit together
2: it's your world motivate change succeed voice
0: Listening to things worth considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgoussis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to things worth considering.
1: Welcome back. and We are here with Karen Stevenson, and Karen is the wild woman of edible uh, uh, edible plants and everything that's out there. It's uh, it's quite fascinating. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, uh, we have a toll-free number here at one 346 9141 and that's toll-free anywhere in North America. Um, yeah, the you know the interesting, when, when you talk about sort of going out and about and everything, as a kid... Kids, we were always up around uh, Gulchland Park area, and we would go and we'd get the blueberries in August and the raspberries, and you—you know—you could just eat away at them never never had any concern the only thing we had to keep looking for were the bears <laughs> uh, it wasn't about whether we were going to get poisoned or you know uh, stinging nettles we knew what all of those things were but there were these little red berries that were bright shiny on a bright shiny bush they're, they're quite juicy looking almost and you know it would be like uh, my mother no 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 and she had a thing that was do you see a bird eating it and if a bird doesn't eat it you don't eat it <laughs> It was like it was like a sort of a signal that it's going to be poisonous. So th- it doesn't mean it's right. It's probably an old wives tale. But hey, I'm still here.
2: <laughs> uh, you know, to some, here. to some degree, that is a, a, a tale, but there there is some truth in there, but there's but it is partially myth. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I kept my, my brothers and I alive, so, uh, you know, right. I yes. Yeah,
3: well, and Karen, going to back to, p- prior to the break, you were talking about the 100-mile diet. And we're I think nice. that this, again, this awareness of the susceptibility of pathogens and that the relationship that we have with the plants around us and... It seems to me that that's really a lot of what your work is doing is it's actually really enhancing the awareness that we have a relationship with everything, including the plants, and they can help us in many ways. So is this... um, also a big part of you know, people who are saying, I don't have a green thumb, you know, or people who are like, I don't know, the first thing I'm scared of the woods, I don't like mosquitoes, I don't like black flies. I you know, I'm sure you probably hear this. So what do you do? <laughs> I don't like the black
2: flies. I was going to say, nobody <laughs> likes them. <laughs> you just deal with it, right? Like it's, yeah. it's um, you know, where wear the proper, uh, you know, netting over your face if, if it's uh, that troublesome. Um, my husband and I, we went to Labrador a few years ago for a holiday. I tell you, <laughs> you come back to Ontario, it's nothing, nothing. Oh, nothing really yeah. it's or in, Manitoba's <laughs> really bad too. Really, hey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of bog country. Uh, yeah. But in terms of relationship with the plants, um, a a couple of thoughts there. Uh, When I've done walks with, uh, with individuals, and they speak about different plants that you, they're using medicinally for, for certain ailments. And they always go to the old uh, Chinese uh, herbs, which on one hand, I agree that, yes, they, that those have been tested like for thousands and thousands of years and have a lot of goodness to offer us. But what I try to also offer to people is that there are... Uh, there, there's a myriad of different plants here that also are highly medicinal, and the, mm. therefore, why would you want to use something that comes from thousands of miles away? We have no idea how it is grown, how it is stored, how it is transported. Yeah. Has it been? Has it been adulterated? And that's a huge problem right now. Is Absolutely. adulterated? Adulterated herbs. Big mm. problem. Mm. When you've got what you Can you, you describe
1: need. what that is? Like, what is that, it? Adulterated? What does that mean?
2: That, well, it doesn't mean X rated. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't
1: there for a minute, but you
2: know. <laughs> I know I've, I've said that to a couple of people, and they're like, Is there something X-rated about that? No, 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 no. (laughs) No. Basically, what that means is, if you go to let's say an herb store in downtown Toronto, and you want to buy some ginseng, that's a very, very hot commodity, very expensive. Is it really 100% ginseng? It may not, because what they may have done is added in another plant to bring down. So, what you, so when you see it's 100% ginseng. Thing. is it? Well, you can't know unless you have a lab of your own to test it. And who really is going to go to all that expense and trouble to do that? I'm um, a member of the so American So adulterated
1: means potential. then to, to be mixing...
3: Mixing up, yeah.
1: Mixing up, okay. yeah.
3: It's kind of like what's done with olive oil sometimes, right? Like olive oils, there's a real issue around how much is this pure olive oil? Because I know that was a quite a thing that was happening in Europe for many years where different oils were added. But... Mm-hmm. So with Karen, Karen, when when that happens, like for me, I go, well, then where do I go to buy herbs or, Or you know, and Um, I was
2: I was just searching for a book, actually, um, that I was just asked to do a review on for Chelsea Publishing. Uh, and it was written by a member of the American Botanical Council, and it, that this is what it's about. And they've noticed that there's an increase on the adulteration of herbs throughout this pandemic because more and more people are turning to herbs. Um, in terms of where do you go, where you can trust them. Um, Basically, if you go to a store, the owner of that store should be able to say with confidence where their herbs come from. And um, but there in a game, you could say, well, it comes from you know, the mountains of Nepal or, or whatever a certain mm. plant, but but again, how, are these plants grown? Um, right. we, we know that uh, I think what is it? Tilapia? It's, it's fish. I mean, I'm going yes. off topic in terms of species, but it, it, there, there's been all sorts of proof showing that this these fish are are in fish farms in waters in Southeast Asia where all the toilet water goes. <laughs> so, it's yeah. so. I'm well, there's my that. dinner
1: gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: well, well, what about the adaptability of plants? Because I do believe that there is this tremendous, um, well, in naturopathic medicine, it's the it's called the vis medicatra natura, which is the healing power of nature that runs through all life. It's basically yeah. inner spirit, whatever you want to call it. But <laughs> in plants, in in terms of let's say there's a herb that has been adulterated, and I guess if it's will it, I mean, for the power of nurturing and love and who knows, maybe I'm going a little too woo woo, but can it work with its essence of of what it is? I truly
2: believe. Yes. Yeah. I believe that because it's the power of the mind too, because when you take something with the belief, it is going to help you. I think, that's fifty percent of your recovery, right there. Yes. Um, maybe fifty percent is is a, a embellished, perhaps, but, but I, I don't know. But um, but I really the
3: power of the mind is strong. Well, and, and it touches on what's coming in the research around uh, quantum physics and being able to um, see an uh, observation as soon as something is observed, it changes. So it's yeah. having that intent behind it. But for someone who's just starting out and wants to grow their own, some herbs, some food, or, and they want to learn about wild, something that's wild, would you say, go to, you know, one of the parks and start picking some dandelions? Or I mean, I grew up with dandelion leaves, and my my father's my background is Greek, so we would use dandelions a lot. And you know, yep. people I'm sure thought Don't we mind. were crazy because we'd <laughs> dig them up, and the leaves would be part of our salad. But but what would be some <laughs> some ideas that you would give people that are in the city, in particular? The best
2: idea that I give somebody who's right at ground zero in terms of learning about wild edible food is if if you're if you have a backyard, great. If not, go to the local park and just whether you use your imagination or physically bring some string with you and measure out a one foot by one foot like a square okay. and examine the plants that are in there and and let's say it's only a dandelion. Okay, that's great. Now go out a little bit further and go out a bit further till you got maybe uh, one meter by one meter and just keep going and that is. The best advice I can give people is learn it one plant at a time. I often find when I do plant walks and people are brand new, they become totally overwhelmed within the first 15 minutes. They're going, we haven't we haven't even walked 10 feet and look at all these plants, you know, and I I totally understand that. Um, So, yeah, it's just focus in on a very small area, whether again, whether you're in a park or, uh, you Valleys. know, maybe you go to... Yeah, you can go to the Valley. In Toronto, village. with the
1: ravines. Yeah. 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 They're all cut trail. down. But don't, be,
2: and what don't about, be picking them there because they're, they're going to come after you if you start picking plants at the Rouge Valley. So no, no, that's a conservation. Especially yeah. the trilliums. Yeah.
3: What about the, yeah, exactly, the trilliums. What, what about a sampling? If someone says, oh. oh, I wonder, like I recognize this is grass and I recognize this is, you know, dandelion, but there's something else here. So did they... Are, do you recommend that people, you know, take it home, nibble on a leaf or steam it? Or what's your advice? There's something called the universal edibility test. It's on my website
2: um, to con- yeah. to do that entire test is quite is quite laborious. Um, but technically, your you're first wrong. line, of- <laughs> it's very long. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if you're a healthy person, you don't and you have no allergies, uh, then I highly recommend that at the very least. What you do is you take a leaf of the plant and you break it until the juice is flowing and rub it on your forearm first. If within the first half hour you have no reaction, because if, if you start getting lumps and bumps and it's itchy and it's redness, then you know you don't want to be putting that yep. in your body. Or burning, mm. yeah. Or burning, exactly. Well, gosh, yeah. don't be picking the hogweed. Oh, good gravy. <laughs> oh, yeah, <right. laughs> but yeah, make sure you're picking something you know what it is with certainty. Yeah. <laughs> Not I. There's no... Don't, don't be going oh i think this is
3: and no, an no, no. <laughs>
2: <It's>,
1: yeah
3: <laughs> okay really, so that's yeah. that's part of the testing but for the yeah to try well, this yeah. Is just the
1: beginning it's, of it yeah 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 so, yeah, you, so
2: basically your chest yeah. and on your forearm first and then and then around your lips and and then it goes on from there but uh but if you are a fully healthy individual no allergies like no allergy nothing then you know if, if you can try to nibble a little bit here and there, and um, but I mean ultimately people will do what they want to do. But I have I have to legally protect myself by saying you need to do the universal yeah. edibility test. Well,
3: Absolutely. and it's and sadly we have such a litigious society that we've dismissed self self responsibility rather than say wow yeah. I I ate that on my own accord. It's like I'm going to blame somebody and you yeah. know tell them that yeah. they should have told me. Which yeah, or changing yeah. their
1: diet or something and suddenly eating nothing but you know. Uh, you know, foraging for wild edibles and, you know, whatever happens, happens. But, you know, they, they're going to blame somebody else. You know, And like,
2: I'd like, like to see warning labels on half these things that you call food products in the grocery store. Have you seen I, some of the list of ingredients in those? I'd like to warnings see warnings warning,
1: people, people warning signs on health? the people. <laughs> 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 I want to see the warning signs on the people that we should be <laughs> avoiding. <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's... Um,
3: a- Sorry, Gord, go ahead. No, no, no. no. Uh, I,
1: I wanted to just talk or touch on, uh, um, or well, think about it, is the whole thing of mushrooms. You know, uh, foraging for mushrooms, because some of them are really quite lethal. And some of them oh, are yeah. spectacular.
2: Oh, know. yeah, you're not doing the universal edibility test on that because some of them are, are poisonous to the touch. Yes. Um, yeah that's mushrooms are totally different um yeah to to be self-taught in mushrooms a rare, very rare could a person do that mm. Uh, mm. because so many mushrooms look like others and some serious mistakes can be made but yeah from all the research i have read the most Uh, There's a lot of people that go to emerge every year from eating the wrong mushroom. And interestingly enough, the vast majority of these individuals are from Eastern Europe because they they've been picking mushrooms there their whole life. They come here and they think it's the same mushroom that they've been picking in Europe. But it's not yeah and
1: that's it's yeah. toxic or whatever yeah. yeah well you know speaking of eastern europe or western europe i'm packed i want to go i want out of here <laughs> um, so, and we have to get out of here right now and go to a commercial break and we'll be right back become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america Imagine a place where
0: ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories, it is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. North of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Vidal and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering.
1: Hi, welcome back. We're here with uh, Karen Stevenson and she is a very prolific uh, writer. Uh, Some of her books, actually, it's on Amazon even. Uh, uh, Foraging Cookbook. That's uh, Listen, some of your your website, I want to get in it and eat it. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how can I get in her website. Uh, Edible Wild Plants, a pictorial guide. Uh, Winter Survival Food. Uh, I wish I'd known about this one when I was in my teens, and got lost, uh, oh, no. <laughs> and feel in the winter time, and lost some feet, or lost some toes because of it. Uh, oh, and fields of nutrition, uh, they're uh, they're all available either on her website, um, w- or they are available on Amazon. Yes,
2: yeah, just the foraging cookbook is on Amazon. That was uh, done by the publisher. So, um, um, but the the
3: other publications I did myself, and uh, so therefore they're only on my website. And it's ediblewildfood.com, so it everybody is. knows to find Correct. you. And, you know, Karen, let's, you mentioned it before um, about the soil, the toxicity yeah. of the soil, yeah. and also the, the fact that we've over-farmed in so many places, and it's depleted, and then it's dumping of fertilizers. Can you speak about this a little bit more?
2: Absolutely. Um, there's uh, a lot of people think it's the worms uh, that do the a good chunk of the, the work in terms of helping to keep the soil healthy. And what a lot of people aren't even aware of is that uh, worms here in Ontario and of course, uh, the, I think north of probably, I, I think from Pennsylvania that, you know, if you drew a line right from there to the north, worms are not, they, they, they're not, they were never here. They were brought here from Europe. And, really? and of Yeah. And there was what? worms and of course there was worms in this <laughs> other parts of the United States. There were worms, but they are not there there was never a worm to be found here until they were brought here. Well that's part actually, of my diet
1: gone. <gasps> yeah. And
2: and actually they're wreaking havoc in forests now. Uh, East really? East really? West, they oh they're wreaking havoc you know so it, it's actually yeah for something that we thought but it, they do well in our garden but in terms of forests they're wreaking havoc but they do well catching um, fish too yeah
1: <laughs> they're used a lot, a
2: lot
3: that's very interesting so so they've basically gone into forests yeah and so you know, um, they're destroying forests, the worms. Yeah.
1: Wow. In yeah. what way? How do they?
3: I see
1: it, them be, as aerators, you know, like aerating the soils.
2: They are, but they're disturbing the forests naturally, ecological cycles. And yeah. and, this is, and this is not working in, in a forest. um Benefits so uh, a lot of areas around the Great Lakes now are um, they're they're really um, fighting (laughs) they're they're trying to figure out what do we do with this problem Eastern townships in Quebec they're they're pulling their hair out Uh, so that is a problem. It's a classic
1: example of bringing something into an environment from somewhere else where there's no natural predators.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: And they they just go. Yeah.
3: Yeah. but in people's gardens, the worms are fine. Like oh, are beneficial, thing. highly beneficial. Yeah. Okay. okay. And yeah. And, but I mean, in terms of soils,
2: uh, overall soils have uh, microbes and, <laughs> and they, this, these soil microbes are, are very, they're essential for yes. a healthy soil and, uh, and actually so are weeds in terms of, uh, <laughs> in, tr- in terms of uh, like, you know, the tap roots and, and creating uh, actually they're very um, great environments for, for gardens, but I'll, another topic another day. Uh, but anyways, these soil microbes, which are, they're living organisms. And when they're, they're out there on farm fields, and the farmers have now just sprayed willy-nilly all the pesticides, all the fertilizers, and the fertilizers are not—they're uh, they're, most of them are chemical. They're killing life in the soil. They're killing the worms. They're killing the microbes. The microbes yeah. And and so and they and and so they've just killed life in the soil. Mm-hmm. So now these soils are producing vegetables that are next to being lifeless. And
3: we're eating
1: them.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you know,
1: they're they're moder- you know, they're modifying in such a way to you know, that the tomatoes are red tomatoes and they're you know, the orange the whole thing with oranges, which are not orange. Uh, if you've ever been to Florida during orange season, they're not orange. They're greeny yellow, yeah. you know. Um, and, and that I mean that's that I find just really, you know, disturbing because like I happen to love tomatoes. I think Ontario tomatoes are the best in the world. And some of them now they look pretty, but they're tasteless.
2: I know it's like We're this just, big ball of going. water.
3: Well, it's yeah. like roses; they look pretty, but you can't smell them anymore.
2: <laughs> well, that think think the, the fragrance the, he,
3: goes. It's this is you know the without sort of scaring people because in terms of food sort shortages or just accessibility to healthy food because you know we could go into the whole genetically modified and Monsanto mm. all of this that's very real um very. and knowing that people do have the capacity to at least shift in terms of again that dependency and um you know, what I wanted to ask you, Karen, was just, I know people are scared. There are lots of fear. There's lots of fear circulating, not just with the pandemic, but also around food shortages, clean water, things like this. So how would you, you know, what would you say to people that are scared? Don't be, because first of all,
2: if, if you're scared, if you're, if your life is being controlled by fear, your health is going to get taken down. Yeah. And yes. that's—it's not a good state to be in. There are always answers. There are always solutions. You just have to be able to search, and you will find these answers. In terms of food, I, I explained to some—you know—to some individuals who basically—they're in the negative. They're not even paycheck to paycheck. If a box of pasta is all you have, and a few cans of beans, and this is your dinner for the entire week, that's okay. Well, maybe not in winter, but, but that's a different story. <laughs> but um, but I mean, right now, the amount of nutrition that is out there right now, uh, you can take your ba- your box of pasta, you can go out, you can get your garlic mustard and your dandelions. And, um, well, there's even fiddleheads out there right now and wild leeks and um, all the wild. That's got to be... Gathered sustainably—that's a different topic. Uh, So, but there's so violets, wild violets, all that. These wonderful. I didn't know you could eat wild violets. Oh yeah, yeah. So there's there's literally. Um, more nutrition out there right now, um, and, and you can bring that home. And you can, uh, whether if you don't want to eat it raw, just sauté it, add it into your pasta. Um, you can onions are still pretty cheap. You can get onions are really healthy for you, um, and so you can take that lifeless box of pasta, and every night have it tasting something different with different wild plants, and your body is just going to thank you because of all the nutrition.
3: Yeah. So nutrient rich. And so, and I love that you're saying, don't be afraid, afraid because I think that's what people do need to hear is that, wait, we can actually do something with this. And, and we have hopefully the time because, you know, we were in living in a society of whirlwind where, you know, people would be like, I don't have time for this. And it, and it's kind of forced us to say, wait a sec, slow down and actually go for a walk and look at the plants, but also see that this is some food that you can have. And that you brought up about sustainability, and I think that that's also really important because, as we know, with the whole toilet paper thing that happened with the pandemic, that people had this hoarding mentality of like, you know, I need more, and and you can't really do that with with these wild edibles the same way. I don't believe. I think you well, also it's, have it's... to have this whole thing about
1: awareness. Just you've got to look down and stop talking, right. so you can see what's on the ground. Like, <laughs> I mean, this is one of my. Pet pieces is to go walking with people you know and I, I just see all these plants and flowers and roses and what people have done to their yards and, and i think it's spectacular and they're like that, 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 that. And I'm, oh my god look at i that know oh,
2: yeah. and listen to the birds listen to those birds singing and and take a deep breath with the fresh air
1: exactly god forbid we stop talking but this is talk radio, so we don't want to stop talking because no, people no, no, go, no. what's going on in there? Um, um, but, but yeah, I mean, I think that to, to know what's on the ground, you've got to be willing to, like, have that awareness to look on the ground.
2: Exactly. And, Alexia, you were saying something that kind of triggered a memory, well, a pre-COVID memory, I guess you could say, when <laughs> uh, when I was, um, when I used to do, well, well <laughs> plant walks, anyways, I still do when, when I'm allowed, but... Uh, People would often say, well, I don't have time to prepare this. I don't have time to do this. And I used to tell people, you better rearrange your life to find the time, mm. you know, um, because if you don't all the time you're saving in a kitchen now with all this processed food. You can take that time, and you better figure out a way to paint it, because you're going to need it when you're sitting in doctor's offices when you get older. Trying to figure out why did you get sick? It's because of your food choices throughout your life, food choices, or too much alcohol, or smoking. You know, but it all goes uh,
1: back to lifestyle related. Thank you.
3: Yes. Yes, and I think that what you said about the nutrient, the nutrients, the dense nutrients that are in wild edibles of any sorts, these plants. And then the soil based organisms. Amazing impact on healing the body. And you shared prior to airing that you found that the, uh, some arthritis that you were able to really get rid of your osteoarthritis through how you ate.
2: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I um, when I was diagnosed with osteoarthritis in both my knees three years ago, I um, I pretty much knew I had it. I went to the doctor, my doctor, and uh, she just kind of gives me this giggle. Oh, here we go. There's Dr. Karen uh, because she knows I'm a herbalist. And so she sent me for the 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 x-ray and the ultrasound just to make sure I come back. I'm sitting in the doctor's office and she looks and she goes well, Karen, you diagnosed yourself well. Yes, you do, and both <laughs> knees. And I sat there and I made a little fist and I brought my arm to my body and I went, yes! <laughs> and she starts laughing. She says, only you would sit there <laughs> and, and be happy that you have this. So I said, well, I'm not happy I have it, but I'm happy I can use myself as a guinea pig mm. to, to see if what I have studied as an herbalist, uh, and I've studied nutrition as well, just to see, can I reverse this? And anyways, through a conversation with uh, my doctor, she um, she said, you know what? I know you will do this. And 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 then I went back about a year and a half later, I had another x-ray and she's looking at me and she says, you're on the right path. You're almost there. And I went, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Fantastic. And to this day. Yeah, no pain, touch wood. <laughs> yeah. um, and, uh, and it's just, it's very, very empowering because, um, yeah, it, it, all, all I can say, I was just very grateful that I was able to open up my mind and my ability to learn and reverse this.
3: And to trust, because I think that that's the idea of experimenting, giving ourselves permission and, you know, with the disconnect that we've become d- deprived of nature and also realizing that, oh, wait a sec, I can actually do this myself, you know, pick something, you, you know, know f- that's here and bring it home and eat it and it, it feels great. But let's exactly. close all
1: the parks down first. I know I was going to say I, I'm sorry i was just oh. really sarcastic about you know, I hear you I know, outdoor I know. limitations oh is, is yeah. totally, but when the parks totally open crazy. up
2: they'll have circles though right <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> really Every, oh, the first forget, people out get, the best, parts, be, get the
2: best you got to stay circle <laughs> yep. yep
1: so I want to I want to uh, thank you for coming uh, Karen uh, and I really want to uh, uh, let people know about ediblewildfood.com one big long word and it's uh, it's a great very great site it's very Knowledgeable site. Uh, I uh, spent quite you. a bit of time. I also,
2: if I could just interject, yeah. I also have a YouTube channel where I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of low, you know, trying to gain some subscribers, and my YouTube channel is the same as my URL ediblewildfood.com
1: there you go fantastic okay we'll be over on YouTube uh, just in a few minutes um, <laughs> uh, uh, if you would like to get in touch with us uh, you can at info at spiritgrows.ca um, if you want to know who's upcoming on the uh, show we got some great people lined up between now and September uh, and you can get it or what's going on at the college get in touch with us at uh, uh, www.transformationalarts.ca um, so uh, we're next week Alexia and I we're going to be having a wheat chat we're going to be talking about what the hell is a new normal and what should it look like <laughs> sounds good that's what we're doing next week to every mother and grandmother out there I wish you all a very happy Mother's Day bless you for all the things that you do
3: and Mother Earth
1: and Mother Earth herself right. exactly.
3: yes yes yeah.
1: okay have a great week folks and we'll see you back here uh, next Thursday 8pm
3: Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa,
1: play Finding Your Frequency
0: podcast on TuneIn. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories, it is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. North of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. To Things Worth Considering with Gord Vidal and Alexia Georgusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering.
1: Well, uh, you will have to excuse us. We had a minor—this uh, is life, folks. Um, <laughs> so, uh, things happened. Uh, we had a minor miscommunication with Phoenix, and we thought three segments. They thought three commercials break. So um, we're back again, and we'll go back through the Mother's Day thing in a few minutes again. Uh, um, we had a question, though, on, on uh, something you just brought up. Um, Alexia, yes? Did you not know, just say? Well,
3: actually, uh, I think I think Karen, you had a you had a question. Oh, about I'd like to really stress about um, in terms of when you're harvesting plants,
2: that you got to be very mindful depending on what the plant is that you are harvesting, uh, whether you should be doing so sustainably or whether you can just take whatever you like. Yeah. Um, it is an issue. Uh, in many areas, for example, the ramps or the wild leeks, uh, mm-hmm. we up here uh, north of Toronto see a lot of uh, people from Toronto coming up to the forest, uh, they're paid by the, well, the, not so much last year, this year because of COVID, but <laughs> before, before but, and they would literally pillage. Uh, and, and they're not the only ones that are guilty of doing this. But uh, but a lot of restaurant owners would send people up to the forest and just and, and they would just, for lack of a better phrase, they would rape the forest mm-hmm. of all the wild leeks. And a wild leek mm. takes seven years from the time that the seed wow. germinates to the time wow. the plant produces seed. So that's a seven year cycle. Really? So once you remove that plant, it's gone. Um, so mm. there's a certain way. To harvest sustainably, and if if individuals were to go to my blog on the website, I wrote uh, a blog article about that a few years ago, and it's how to take a leak in the woods. Um, pardon the <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's
1: great. Well, and not, in <laughs> <laughs> not in a windstorm.
2: No, not in a windstorm. No. That's funny. But there's but there's a lot of um oh gosh, there's a lot of people that take it to the nth degree. Oh well, we have to be harvesting sustainably if everybody did it well i don't accept the argument that if everybody did it because this is certainly not for everybody first of all and and you can't even put a dent in the dandelion population like why would you sustainably pick a dandelion um uh and there's other plants out there like lambs quarters for example one lamb's quarters plant, if uh, once it reaches full maturation, can produce up to 140,000 seeds, of which the vast majority migrate into the soil and persist in the soil up to 40 years until whatever conditions arise that want you know that calls it to grow, so you there's <laughs> you don't have to worry about plant sustainability with many of
3: these wild plants. Okay,
2: that's really we're really great to know. We
3: were. I I can't wait to read your blog around this and, and also I want to get some of your books because I feel like I want to try some of this food and, you know, it, it's it really is something that um, sadly it, it, in part of my own even though it's naturopathic medicine i know limited uh amounts around using uh wild foods so i I think that that's an area of learning and growth for me but karen what's something in the winter you know we when we're snow covered here and it's freezing out what's Mm -hmm. something that people can harvest in the winter
2: conifer trees that's the first one right off the bat conifers um Conifers give us, uh, well, uh, white pine, for example, uh, white pine needles gives, gives us an enormous amount of resveratrol, which is absolutely wonderful for our body. It nourishes our body in ways that I can't even begin to start explaining because there's not enough time left. Um, the, B, the B complex, vitamin A, vitamin C. Now Mm -hmm. you're not going to eat the needles. That's you know, but you're going to take the needles, dry them out, grind it into a powder. Then you can from there you can add it to your pancakes here mashed potatoes um, I make cookies although cookies aren't exactly healthy for you but they're darn tasty um, so conifers is one okay. and um, and if you learn the identifying features of plants in the mustard family mustards a lot of the mustard plants germinate in the autumn they're there for the picking if you know where those plants are in the wintertime under two feet of snow you can remove that snow and harvest fresh
3: greens. Really? Really. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I think I've seen that, but I haven't really thought about that. You know, it's like, it looks like they're kind of squished down and kind of moist, (laughs) but they're actually, but they are green. They're they're, There's actually, you know. Yep.
2: They retain their chlorophyll and their nutrient level, and they're just... Put on ice for a few months <laughs> well
1: you know what the, the snow is actually a blanket of of kindness you know if we don't have the snow then everything really freezes your bulbs will freeze your yeah. line will be crap you know but if you can get that down because it can't go below the 30 well zero 32 degrees yeah.
3: fahrenheit i like um you know the sumac you know the, the flower from the sumac and you can actually oh, sort the of seed head? yeah, the seed head yes thank yeah. you and make uh, like a, a juice from it yeah that that to me is it's it's so fragrant and feels it seems so uh fresh and the same with nettles I, I like um I've picked nettles before and eaten them and they're pretty tricky to pick you got to yeah, be careful say, when you're picking nettles. nettles yeah Ooh. oh no I, I pick them barehanded. Do you really? Oh, Have you become I, yeah, immune I, to, the, to the little needles?
2: I've, I've studied under three uh, First Nations elders in the past, and they've and at the time I was suffering from seasonal allergies. I wouldn't say suffer, from, yeah, but I had seasonal allergies. And they told me that every time I see stinging nettle, Pick hmm. uh, it with my bare hand and just kind of, you know, just touch it a little bit here and there. And if I do that, every time I see stinging nettle over a period of two or three years, uh, I will see my seasonal allergies basically vanish. And it worked, it actually worked. Wow. So. Yeah. Um, now, mind you, you get some serious tingling action happening. Yes. And, yeah. uh, and sometimes, depending, I swear, some of them have, uh, the, the stingers are actually called trichomes. And those trichomes are a natural anti-inflammatory. And they also have histamines. And uh,
3: it's really beneficial for us. But I certainly wouldn't recommend anybody doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, really. definitely. Yeah. Really. But that's that's fantastic. But again, it goes into the aspect of, similarly, the way that mushrooms are immunomodul modulatory and actually have this real intelligence. And I think that that's part of it is that there's this intelligence in the plants and how, obviously with lots of indigenous people and first nations people around and indigenous everywhere across the globe, right. That, that we're going into our, our literally our roots, you know, metaphorically, but, but going back to the earth and and saying there's a lot here for us. There is. Well, when people, people sometimes scratch their head and go eating weeds, are you crazy? Why would
2: anybody want to eat a weed? I said, yeah, but we've been indoctrinated to some degree in terms of calling them weeds, first of all, because they're just unwanted plants are growing in places you don't want them well an example is the thistle
1: the giant thistle here it's a big weed in scotland it's the national flower yeah you yeah, know?
2: and you can so, eat it. Like if you have a knife and you oh, pare yeah. down, mm, you can eat the stem. But it, but I mean, you have to look at how did we get here as a society to the year twenty twenty one. We didn't get here because there was grocery stores. We got here because there were hunters and there was gatherers. And so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's still, but a lot but it, a lot of the wild plants throughout history has sustained the human population. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely,
1: absolutely. So we're coming up to the end of the show. The real the end. Real of this end. Show, the real end. The real end of the show. I think we are all on the same page here. Uh, um, next week, Alexi and I will are going to be discussing and having a wee chat uh, about what is the new normal and what would that even look like. But I do want to wish every mother and grandmother and Mother Earth a very happy Mother's Day, and thank you for your commitment to all that you bring into life. So. Uh, that's Thanks, it for another week.
2: Thank we you, Alexia. Thank week.
1: you, Gord. Terrence, thank you so much. Fascinating. Fascinating.
3: Good night, everyone. Thank too. Good night. Have a good week. Good night, everybody.
0: For tuning into Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Alexia Georgiousis and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are.